This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. I swear I didn't do it. This was just haunted. A, a cursed episode. Cursed. My microphone fell. Uh. It's unscrewed itself. Get in there. It uns. Get unscrewed with Kelsey, Kelsey and Zach. Hi. Welcome to Company Aliens. Go to the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know no, everything. everything. I am your host, Zach Nui. And I'm Kelsey Dura. Wow, we're both tie tie, which is hilarious for the theme of this episode. But also, wow, we're tie. You know, two working women have the right to be tie tie every once in a while. While it's also the middle of the week, which is it? some would say it's Thursday. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> see that's how tie tie I am. But can we say that you had a beautiful birthday dinner oh my last God. night? I had such a good birthday i'm 33 oh my god wait is this is this the jesus year yes <gasps> she and i are the same oh someone's getting crucified soon i'm trying to do anal with god um 33 doesn't feel much different yeah not gonna lie you're still in your early 20s Ooh. early 30s <laughs> Okay, but you've seen those TikToks, right? That are like me watching a 25-year-old do something like when I'm still a 25-year-old adult, but oh God, I'm fucking this up so bad. You're so tired. You actually just fell asleep mid-sentence. Is it like you you think you're old, but you're not old? No, you think you're young. But you're not. It's like, yeah, watching a... Oh, fuck, 25 year old do something you're doing but you, no okay i'm really fucking this up okay the joke is <laughs> that the adult is the tiktoker okay and they're saying that they're still like a 20 year old yes doing something yeah we are we're all 20 yeah like especially I, in la you don't have kids no you're a bit you're a baby i still but so are you even though you are arguably the oldest person i know that you have ever met ever met i'm older than your parents and yet i did we went to high school together i was a senior when they were freshmen but if you told me like i don't know how to do a 1099 i'd be like yeah of course not of course we don't why would you ever need to know what apr financing means we should for sure not get down on ourselves though because this generation i just keep seeing things saying that like every all benchmarks are bullshit for us i'm really glad i'm glad i'm happy for that can you talk for 30 seconds while i kick the cat out oh my god i thought you were gonna say kick the cat also i just noticed that leo has like a sack like it's like a lower stomach that's Okay, but you shave. Kelsey does this psychotic thing where she shaves her cats without their consent. Oh my God. And uh, this cat has like, it almost looks like two very, very big balls. Like, or like, uh, like two udders. Kelsey, it looks, it's kind of. Any cat owner knows what it is, the thing I'm talking about. All of them have it. Okay. They all have a little baby belly. Now my cats. Do you even remember what you did for your 33rd birthday? No. Were you still drinking? Why would you even ask me that? No. You were done? Yeah, I got sober when I turned 30. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, I'm going to be eight years sober. How old are you? 37. Wait, okay. Then that... <laughs> 
<laughs> so I definitely wasn't drinking when I was 33. <laughs> no, hold on. A hard pause because I forget you're older than me all the time. Really? All the time. Because you have like, you're an author and you no, have your shit together no, and we're in your two no, story house. No, it's because you don't act like an adult. That's mm, why. Mm, mm, and mm. we have a mutual friend. You know who I'm talking about? Our affair buddy. Oh, yes. And he and I went, we're writing the other morning together and he joke. and I'm realizing now it was a joke, mm-hmm. but in my head I went, holy fuck, Zach Isler, because he goes, well, you know, Zach's 39, right? And I went, what? And he went, yeah, he's 39. And I was like, oh, my God. And I think he thought I was, like, going along with the bit. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely, up until this very moment for the last week, have believed you were 39. 39? Yeah, Wait, I'm how so did the sorry. bit end? Or he just... That was it. it there. Yeah. Does he really think I'm 39? No, I hope not. He's one of your closest friends. <laughs> he actually, I haven't heard from him in like 48 hours. I am hoping he's alive. Is he? Yeah. Could he be when dead? do you, when do you do that check? Like when someone hasn't responded, how long do you wait before you're like, okay, this is just like a safety check, like making sure you're alive. If you talk to them every day. I mean, I feel like we do talk every day. Then you should have done it already. Okay. Don't put this back on me. <laughs> don't. If we find out. That he's unwell. Or that he's drowning in a bowl of ramen noodles. It's you. It's me. It's on you. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh, my God. I am wearing my heiress t-shirt, but that's not the point. It's- um, I had one thing written down for our bing bong. <laughs> we also got a little horn. <laughs> um, but I told the story last night at my birthday <gasps> party. Okay. Everyone tuck in. <sighs> Just tuck in. And this story is so good. I'm going to try and do this. Taking the mic out of the, the fucking. Mic out. Stand. She just stood up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the house lights down. I want get you get the all. spotlight up. I wish we had bluesy music. Like it definitely isn't a bluesy music oh, okay. story. <laughs> it's definitely bluesy. Sure. Okay, confidants. I am currently in the midst of doing my IVF for my egg retrieval. Egg harvesting. Egg harvesting. Not because I want to have a child. You'll see content about it, so you'll get all your questions answered there. You have to give yourself shots of hormones to blast up to roid out your fucking eggs so that the doctor can suck them out. Do they do it with a straw? Yeah, he does it with his mouth straight on my puss and goes, wow. Like boba. It's like boba. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. Um, And I have heard horror stories from friends about how, how painful in it, like how emotional the hormones home, hormones make you. It makes you like PMS times a thousand. And so I've been really gearing up for this like huge emotional shift, especially at falling on my birthday and da, 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 da. So I went to Outside Lands, which is a music festival this past mm, weekend. Mm. And I had to give my shot, myself my shots there. And at was the a, festival? Yeah, it was the first time I was, had done them. Oh my God. And you have to do them the second day of your period or you miss the window. Whoa. So I had to bring my little refrigerator kit of all my <gasps> shots up there. And I had the first shot I gave myself was right before Lana Del Rey. And I had butterfly nipple pasties on. Okay. And I was, I pulled off my, all my overalls on in the bathrooms and had like just my nipples, my, my butterfly nipples out and yeah. was giving myself the shots Hot. and women were walking in like, very this heroin girl they thought they were like uh, but you know what's funny all of them were like oh my god are you doing ivf <gasps> no all of them not a single one thought i was doing drugs you're like no i'm watching lana del rey i'm <laughs> doing trying to heroin. get lit. yeah so it, that was very funny and cute but you guys i feel like the shots have affected me nay i haven't had very many mood swings were they were you told that it happens upon the shot or like days after or do you know i think it probably took a couple days to really get in your system i don't know but it can make you groggy fatigued bloated you're just like uncomfortable it sucks your body's like what the fuck did you just do to me so i was like i feel like i've been pretty emotionally stable and then i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) For a brief moment in time. I go on. Okay. I'm going to set the stage literally for you. Mm. Roman and I. Oh, I said his name. (laughs) God damn it. I mean, there, there is the power of editing, but you don't like to do that. I don't edit. Okay. Also, 
by the way, all the outside land babies that I met that were confidants and confident bottoms. It was so fun. Oh. And there was one girl who, when she asked to take a picture with me, she asked Sir, who I was with, to take a picture of us. And she goes, oh, is this Sir? And it was the first time he was like recognized in ah! public. And it was very funny. And to that girl, isn't he hot? He's so hot. Oh, good for me. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we upgraded our tickets because it was my birthday and all these favors got done for me from my manager who knew people that were before me. And we got to stand in this special section that was right by the stage. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best birthday gift ever. Your girl basically went to this festival to go see the band Odessa, the DJ set Odessa. Mm -hmm. They were playing on this stage and I knew because they were closing out the festival, it was going to be packed. So I tell Sarah, I'm like, we have to get there early, even though there's literally nobody in our section because it's like these secret, cool, private club seats. I was like, I don't want to take any fucking chances. So we go to Meg the Stallion and we decide to stay in our spot. I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm not, I'm not even risking someone taking this front row spot. This is why I came here. This is all I want to see. I envision myself riding the rail, screaming with my hands up, seeing this DJ set right I put my jacket down on the floor we put our backpacks there and we're kind of stretching we're taking some space we're taking up room imagine there, there's a an area this the size of I don't know fucking 10 yards that's how big the section was for all you football fans oh yeah three feet 10 three feet <laughs> sure and uh there's no one there for like two hours. But this is a VIP section yes. that you have to like show your bracelet to? Yeah, you can't just walk in. You have okay. to have a special band. Great. And no one's in there for the whole two hours between the sets. Mm -hmm. We're making friends with the people behind us in the regular admission section. And we're talking to them. And some of them have been there for 12 hours. Like since the festival opened, they ran to the rail and they did not fucking move. This is a thing that people do at, at festivals that are obsessed with bands. Isn't that where you're most likely to be crushed to death? Yes. But also no, because you can hop the rail and oh, get out first. Oh, okay. So it's a thing. People don't pee. They bring diapers. They pee in bottles. They they have their friends like rotate spots with them so they can go eat and blah, blah, blah. So I make friends with all of them. And part of our wristbands mm -hmm. get free food and drinks. Wow. And so I tell these guys in VI, the, the section behind us, I go, guys, I get free food and drinks. You want me to just walk over here and get some and like pass them out? You guys haven't had water. You look dehydrated. Like people are passing out. They've been sure. saying this long. So we make friends with them. I'm giving out waters. I said this. I was like, I was like FEMA after Hurricane Katrina. I was just like, <laughs> water for you. Water for you. We're all a family now. Yeah. So then about like 20 minutes before the show, a couple more people come into our section and we're like, oh, we've been seeing them all weekend because, you know, we're part of this little club and we're like, oh, hey, guys, like, ooh, you excited for Odessa? Yay. We still have our little spot in the front rail. Da, 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 da. Zachary, mm. I'm telling you, the shots have affected me none. Until this moment, I go to help one of our little general admittance people out. He dropped his sunglasses into our section. I said, oh, my gosh, this man can't have, not have his sunglasses. Let me walk right behind, about 10 feet behind me to help this man out with his sunglasses. I go, I pick him up, I turn around, and there is, the only way I can describe her is a feral gutterette monster of a woman. <laughs> well, you can see woman, what age bracket? 40s. Really? Like young 40s, old 30s. Sure. So like, fuck you, lady. But You're an like adult. Concert, concert, concert old 30s, which is rough. She, I see her out of my field of vision, run up into my spot. Now, sir is only able to hold one part of this little rail. And this woman comes right in next to him where my stuff is. And I'm like, oh, silly woman. She clearly didn't see my stuff. So yeah. I walk up to her and I'm like, hee hee. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Uh, this is actually my spot. This is my stuff. We've been here for over two hours holding this spot. And this is when I knew things were going to go south. She turns to me, kind of like looks me up and down and is like, well, I can scoot over if you want to squeeze in. And I just went, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not how this is going to go. Yeah, this is my spot. Yeah. You're going to move. And yeah. she went, no, I'm not. You weren't here. You weren't standing here. This spot was open. And Sir's like, well, no, this is, I, I'm holding, the, there's literally stuff on the ground. Like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, lady, 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 you fool. <laughs> 
get out of my spot. Yeah. And she's, I kept saying, like, I was being very cordial. I was like, I'm here for good vibes. I don't want anything nasty to happen. Like, let's just, why don't you just scoot down? And she's not moving. So I'm like, okay, it's getting kind of close to time. And I'm looking back at my, like. How much time, how much time does this altercation take over? Of the 20 minutes we have left until they go on, 19 minutes. Really? So I kind of like turn around. I'm looking at my other section friends and they're all kind of looking at me and I'm looking at them and I'm like, it's fine. Like, hee hee ha ha. I'm talking to them for a second because I'm like, this lady's clearly just like, let me remove myself for a moment. Yeah. To like regroup because she's going to move. To not beat the shit out of her. And I turn back around and she's kicking my stuff over like my bag and my jacket which she's already stepping on she's kicking it out of the way so that she can stand there with her stuff and zachary oh my god i have never like this is where i knew hormones like pregnant bitches they could murder a man and i think they should get off scot-free yeah i mean i agree with that you are building a life you are chemically altered <laughs> in your pancreatic the baby's regions. getting all the sanity dog i lot like i i've never lost my shit before yeah maybe when i was drunk like like yeah. in a fight or something i've never soberly lost my shit before and i walk up to her and i go you know i was trying to be fucking nice but if you want to get fucking nasty i'll get fucking nasty and i got like down on her level and i was i was talking like this cuz you want to get fucking nasty i'll get fucking nasty and i start literally zachary i start physically harming this woman <gasps> i start body checking her with my shoulder like a football player like get out I'm of my pushing spot her out of, get out of my spot i'm pushing her. and this woman starts screaming bloody murder like a karen like help help me ah, this was security security runs over to us they're like what's going on and before she can even like get an a word in edgewise because i'm like this bitch is not about to control the narrative no. i'm like you guys have been fucking seeing me here all weekend me and the security guards have become homies because yeah. every weekend like or every night so far at this festival they've seen us there we've dapped them up whatever i'm like this fucking bitch my shit has been here for da, da, da. and she has the audacity to be like you weren't here you weren't here. this wasn't your spot and dude zach i I, I don't know what came over me. I've never yelled at someone like this in public. And I didn't realize that like people had their phones out. People could have been recording. Yeah. I could have been like b- yeah. poorly canceled. Hot girl screams at. And like gutter rat. Yeah. No matter how you spin it, me like body checking her yeah. out of the way wasn't going to look good. Look good yeah. Even if I was like, no, she was a literal fucking sure. succubus. So long story short security's like you have to the lady you have to move like if they were here and like other people in my section were like to be fair that these are our friends and we don't know who this lady is and yeah. then people from behind us who i've been like mother Teresa to sure. start being like no fuck that bitch yeah she she's here. a cunt yeah yeah so i i did drop the c word really good i i did i just kept saying why are you being weird and there's no better way to insult know, someone than tell them great, they're being like, weird you're being fucking weird yes i was like you're an adult woman why right now being, being so fucking weird. weird stop being weird like yeah. this is the weirdest behavior i've ever seen out of an adult yeah. and she was just like what are you talking about no, no. anyway i'm making i'm making apple pie out of apples but she moved and she tried to then apologize i was not fucking having it and right before odessa came on i like took a deep breath and i centered and aligned with myself and i said kelsey just apologize to the woman you did physically harm her potentially allegedly and so i said hey lady listen before they come on i just want to clear the air clear the vibes and she said oh my god okay i really didn't know it was your spot you're a lie you would not get an apology out of me <laughs> especially if she said i really didn't know it's your spot fucking liar i told you i told you it was my spot and you stepped you pushed my shit out of the way anyway i was like whatever vibes her name was kelly i said i'm kelsey it's cool we're both here to see odessa let's just like carry on here's the icing on the cake on the birthday cake kelly last minute is like oh there's no one else coming in our section like she has all this space she's like i'm gonna go grab a water real quick she doesn't say that but i see that's what she's going to do when she does that two young teenage girls go stand in her spot <laughs> and are like yes oh, Desa, we came all the way from canada 
ah. And I'm still like shaking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course, the adrenaline. And I just turn to them and I go, hey, you can't stand there. <laughs> and they're like, what? what? We're no, from Canada. This we, is all we care about. We, we came passes. all the way down. And I'm like, you don't know what, what just transpired. <laughs> There's a woman named Kelly and you're standing in her spot and you can't stand there. Just trust me on this. And they're like, what? Okay. And they kind of like back up a little. I wish I could see this because it doesn't make sense to me why she was <sighs> fighting so hard for your spot. If there was a spot that would fit two, two teenage te- girls correct, very directly, close. Exactly. She I don't wanted, understand. She wanted the best spot. Like think about it at the Taylor Swift concert. If you could have the spot that's like the closest, best version and everyone else has to be behind you, that was like my spot. Uh, yeah, I guess. But also, 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 I would have never told those girls that they couldn't stand there. Zachary, when I tell you, I feel like all the work I've been doing for the last year since my breakup to change from being like a cunt to a decent person. You were never a cunt and you are a decent Mm. person. Came to fruition in that moment because I said I had a choice. Let these girls take Kelly's spot. Yeah. Or save Kelly's fucking spot. No. Fuck Kelly. Treat your neighbor as you wish to be treated. Kelly. No. Unless you're a big raging bitch like (laughs) Kelly. And then in that case, in that case, it's all off. It's all off. I will treat people the way I want to be treated, assuming they are going to treat me that way. And I can tell you, Kelly walked up as I was kicking those girls out of her spot. And she was like... Did you just save my spot for me? Oh, my God. And I went, yeah, Kelly. I fucking did. Yeah, I did, Kelly. I saved your spot for you. And then the music started. The opening bass notes hit. And I'm jumping up and down. And Kelly's jumping up and down. And these blonde teenagers from Canada jumping up and down. Sir is horrified. Yeah, of course. He's has watched this all go down and had no idea what to do. Did Sir not at the very beginning tell Kelly she couldn't stand there? She did. He did. Okay. And Kelly did. Kelly didn't care. Kelly was a feminist. She listened to no man. Kelly needs to fucking get eat fucked. a bag of dicks, dude. And I mean, I mean, gross ones, like not like, good, yummy ones, like in a pair of jeans for a couple days. Oh dick. God, with like with a dash of apple cider vinegar. Ooh! spicy <laughs> i'm pro i'm making this a big thing but my point is no it is and it's a story it's I've a full never, story i've never it scared me the anger that happened i snapped you know what that show snapped yeah i snapped so i do worry about this and i think about this sometimes with all the work we do on ourselves what if we're not doing Anything. The work we think we are, we're just pushing it to a certain space. Yes. Well, because this is the thing. I've never been on hormones in my life. I've I've had thoughts and acted like that where I go zero to 100. And I would so. say even still, we also don't even allow ourselves to get there because we'll kind of like bypass situations. Yeah. We'll, we'll just be like, Remove I'm ourselves, not dealing with that. Shut down. Walk and away. Like, are we doing the work? Yeah. But like. If you were forced to go through it, different story. Don't you? Oh, what? Okay. Tell me. Like, what if you had a taser? Would you have tased her? (gasps) Oh, for sure. Dude, I almost, I I was miming my hands around her neck. (laughs) I was literally like this. Like yelling I think at her. Also, you said she was low to the ground she and kind low, of dense. Short to the I was going to say, like, you think it, if you had just put one foot behind her and pushed. Oh, she would have cracked her head just, open on oh, the concrete behind her. Oh, it was concrete? Yeah. Why am I picturing it all being fields? Is it not in fields? No. This was so close to the stage that it was oh. concrete. Dude, it was. I, all I can say is IVF is intense. <laughs> I better get so many fucking eggs. And if I do, those are going to be some angry children angry children there is nothing but vitriol and boy or girl we're naming them kelly get get this uh, you know how i wear one of those aura rings that measures your heart rate mm-hmm. i looked at the monitor and there's <gasps> and a spike. fucking spike the same level of spike happened at that moment in the altercation with kelly as like 18 hours prior when i was headbanging in a mosh pit oh wow yeah Anyways, this episode will be about emotional labor. Speaking of emotions and labor in just a beat. Ah! 
The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year like uh, premium european linen dresses blouses and shorts from 30 doll hairs washable silk tops timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more the best part all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands i can confirm this i'm actually wearing quince pants (gasps) right now you are they are so they're they're loose they're breezy these babies have a button a fly drawstring and elastic in the band so i can like i can dress them up i can dress them down yes they are they're the perfect pant for summer and i'm really comfortable as hell in them honestly i am wearing the quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now i know i think it's so cute it does not tarnish it is so comfy and i have sensitive ears so i'm really loving this for my body so get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash kelsey for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns that's q u i n c e dot com slash kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns Quince.com slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? (laughs) You are talking to two sober Sallies. You know Zach and I love to drink recess zero-proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt-free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit Paloma. The Paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. And we're back. Zach, I said, you sit back, you king, you absolute patriarchal, just number one daddy of this world. Whoa. Let me take on the emotional labor of this episode. And I am here to tell you and talk to you about this week's topic, which is emotional labor. Oh, it sounds emotional labor. I actually don't know anything about it. What? I don't think. Are you fucking with me? I mean, I've never really tossed that around. You've never like heard that buzzword in the last like it's the it's on the equivalent of like gaslighting as verbiage used in the lingo oh, these days. Okay, but emotional labor is in like they I've exuded a lot of emotions over this. Emotional labor over this. Yeah, so it's uh, like I've I've used a lot of emotion. Oh, I mm, no. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what emotional labor okay, is. Okay, please. Okay, so emotional labor at its definition, which, by the way, I'm reading a book that the reason why I wanted to do an episode is because I started listening to Emotional Labor by Rose something or another. Um, <laughs> not giving her the As always, a well-researched yes. podcast. Uh, don't. Where is it? Nope. No. Nope. 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 Um, it's called Emotional Labor. You'll find it. Okay. And I, I listened to the first 10 minutes, and maybe it's because I'm on hormones, but I was enraged again. 
I was just so mad at the world because of the emotional labor that is put onto women specifically. Oh, okay. That I was like, this has to be an episode. So a lot of this research is from this book. Take a listen if you'd like to. But emotional labor described by this woman and the rest of the world is, and I want you to listen to these words, the primordial training. Okay. That before anything else, women and girls should edit the expression of their emotions to accommodate and elevate the emotions of others. Whoa. This is the Barbie message. This is the fucking Barbie message, bitch. Primordial training that before anything else, women and girls should edit the expression of their emotions to accommodate and elevate the emotions of others. Whew. So where did it come from, Zach? Where did the word emotional labor come from? Probably like the East Coast. <laughs> what? I don't know. Greece? Latin? <laughs> okay. Uh, 40 years ago, a researcher named Arlene Hoekschild coined the word to describe. I actually thought this was interesting because it's now often used in relations to emotional relationships. But this word was coined to describe the skill that American workers were required to perform in the service sector as it was exploding and slowly replacing manufacturing jobs. So imagine we went from being just factory workers and laborers, machine, you know, Mm -hmm. heavy metals, soot on your face, shoveling coal Uh to jobs like hospitality, perfume girl, perfume girl, doctors now had to deal with their patients. So the jobs that we used to have in America were no longer unemotive so now we had employees that were front facing front facing um taking on the shoulder of the customer yeah exactly smart boy uh yeah so then we had employees that had to change their emotions to provoke happy emotions in their clients customers (gasps) debtors customers always right exactly there is a quote by martin luther king that kind of encapsulates at its core what emotional labor is about Mm -hmm. and i want to read it to you now it is when the concepts of love and power have been contrasted to opposites to oppositions so that love is identified as the resignation of power and power with the denial of love i need you to say it again The concepts of love and power have been contrasted to oppositions Mm -hmm. so that love is identified as a resignation of power. Like yielding power. And power with the denial of love. Oh my God, taking away love. Yes. Just power. Yes. And so people who study emotional labor and psychology have said that the power of patriarchy at its core, the Barbie message... Mm is the management of women's work, which is why it's beneficial to make it seem like anything that we do isn't that big of a deal. Whoa. So like with emotional labor specifically, we're just assumed to do that. We are primed to do that. We have the motherly instinct. We're the divine feminine. We are just, quote, better at this emotional stuff when that's really men's way of keeping power over our work, because at its core, that's what the patriarchy is about is power. Of course. And how do you maintain power? It's that you're able to micromanage what work women are. And trivialize. I do think there is something, and I'm speaking out of my depth, but like that, like women have the burden of creating life and like truly creating life beyond dropping a load in someone. They have to like (laughs) nurture that load Mm. And then, like, men love going to war and killing. Yeah. So I do see this in women, like, defend life, nurture life, take care of life. And, like, men are like, no. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed to do that. Gold. <laughs> Gold rush. Yeah. Wagons. Wow. Okay, okay. So where do we see it, right? Like, what is exactly emotional labor in different scenarios? So the top most common example that we see emotional labor is in family dynamics. So women are 
accountable for their own feelings, yes. but also the feelings of others. Oh my God. Women are expected to ceaselessly put their energy, effort, and time in forging a pleasant emotional world for their family. So they are not only building connections with uh, an environment for others but they're also building activities for others to enjoy so think of this as like a mom always setting up the play dates a mom taking yes. care of their kids driving them to soccer practices making sure they have friends right like yes. your dad's not like are you making enough friends at school right. <laughs> it's like your mom being like you need to be a well-rounded adjusted individual and always putting her needs second correct if not last so that's like the most common place that we see it the dy dynamic um uh disparagement yeah. is uh the mom does the emotional father. stuff yeah next is in relationships so women are trained to manage volatile moods and tempers and chronically put other person's experiences and desires above their own and when i heard this i was like damn i've been telling myself that i'm a people pleaser but the thing about being a people pleaser is that like you enjoy it. You're a people person. You're a people pleaser. I don't like it. At its core, I have fucking hated being a people pleaser, which means I'm not a people pleaser. I've just been trained to think that I am. That I'm supposed to be the shoulder for someone to vomit on. That I'm supposed to be the one that's always listening. Do you hear how I'm getting revved up again? <laughs> yeah, you're gripping the mic like it's Kelly. <laughs> I'm like... Oh my God, even me, I, the feminist of all iconic moments of boss bitch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Still allow myself to be the emotional labor queen yeah. in relationships. I mean, you've done it with the men in your life for sure. It's a pattern. Mm. Um, so then in work, we often see it where women above their actual job descriptions are then pushed into the role of like mother of the office or like sex pot of the office where sure. it's often for the enjoyment of others, but rarely are they enjoy it, enjoying it actually themselves. Like right. women don't like mothering at work when they also have to do it at home. Right. Um, we see it online where the intellect, morality and humanity of a woman's expression and how they present themselves uh, is seen as like how do they actually make other people feel with their image and presentation online oh rather than like what do they actually yeah, feel and think sure so it's often like you're making her feel bad about herself or like you're making me you're making my man uncomfortable sure rather than like yeah but what about what i feel and think this is the barbie speech this it's is wild fucking barbie episode where she's like we're supposed to look attractive but not too attractive because then we're a distraction or yes. we're a threat to other women and we're supposed to be supportive but not too supportive and it's like yeah yeah there's just no winning and it all like what they have found is that it all begins in childhood where even in like real life we're told to smile or do this or show up or play mom or play house and if we're not doing it right we're threatened with like punishment or even harm like if you if some guy on the street is catcalling you you don't respond in the yeah, right way that's why girls just go along with things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like uh -huh, yeah he, he thinks uh, yeah oh uh -huh. or like a guy hitting on you at the bar you're like grateful yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> booked in blessed. yes um so the kicker to all of this too is that like i have a bunch of stats i'm going to read you about women's emotional labor but so many of the studies of emotional labor have been done by men in regards to academia and not even how it plays into our lives outside of our jobs. So they're like, these male professors are ground down by their students or something? They're basically saying men have been in charge of all of the research of emotional labor and they only research it as it pertains to women to, to women in their jobs. They're not even really studying the emotional labor of women at home. And in relationships. How do things like this get by? Or is it just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you see why I was so angry? I was yeah, just like, like, fuck. Why? Like, what What learned person is like, yeah. Yeah. Well, makes sense. my favorite stat is that women weren't legally uh, required to be included in medical trials, including under birth control until the year 1994. I know. Um, now we're going to play a game. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Housekeeping. No, it's not. Um... So now I'm going to give you some stats and see if you can guess what year it happened. Okay. What year were only white women finally allowed to vote? 
2001. I'm just kidding. Um, wait, this is women's suffrage, right? I don't know. Um, let's say 1922. Close, 1920. Oh my god, I'm very. That was very good of me. Okay, but when did we actually pass a law that included all women with the rights to vote, not just white women? 1941. 54. 68 65 ew <laughs> ew ew that makes me ew. want to take a fucking shower and then change countries fucking right like this is so recent it's like you know people born then in your life yeah like that was the year my mother was born jesus 1960 oh, no, what no 56 she was born oh my god okay i was okay. like damn your mom is fucking young no okay um when did okay so in 1950 what amount of women represented the workforce? So like 14%. Yeah. Mm, a little more. 22. 33%. We, we represented a third of the workforce. As opposed okay. to now, we represent over half of the workforce. Ew, wait, why? Because okay, women got education, dog, and we started taking over the workforce. Good for us. Um, What year were women finally allowed to get a credit card without the supervision of a man? Oh, no. It's going to be something chilling like (laughs) 81 or something. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 68. Close, 64. Okay. Um, When did birth control become legal? Legal? Uh Uh-huh. Was it illegal? (laughs) Um, uh, 78. 72 okay i'm very impressed with myself i am too actually because you hate women um (laughs) and when were what year were women legally allowed to get abortions this isn't a trick question (laughs) (laughs) um abortions i'm gonna say god that's it's gonna be 86 so 73 until 2022 when they reversed roe v wade and now it's illegal in some states oh my god um the the way in which we are Backwards. one of the the worst written episodes of handmaid's tale <laughs> we did it to ourselves Crazy. um so what percentage of fortune 500 ceos were women in 2022 four percent close six yeah so that's insane still that only six percent that honestly when i said four percent i was like, um so blah 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 so some common myths about emotional labor right i kind of touched on this is that like we are we're we're like mother naturing nurturing souls inherently because we create life and then we have this divine feminine but it's like what about kelly fucking kelly has zero divine nature in her body no divinity she should not be procreating at all (laughs) um and like men in the past have been like why are we labeling women being really good at emotions as like a bad thing like Mm. you guys are just inherently Mm. blessed that you have access to your emotions you're good at not driving well the studies show they have done research where men have only showed up to the same amount of emotional labor that women did when there was money compensation involved so if they were being paid to do emotional labor like listen and have empathy oh yeah yeah <laughs> men suck. <laughs> yeah, duh. Men suck. Um, okay, so I know this has been all very depressing to listen to. I mean, as a man, I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> but don't worry, I've written down a couple things that give uh, us hope. That give give us hope. So how do we spot it? Right? Like if you're listening to this and you're just as enraged as I am, and you're also like, uh oh, am I doing too much emotional labor a you probably feel it in or in denial so a good way of telling if you are doing too much emotional labor is that in the relationship you're thinking of so whether it be your spouse your partner lover co-worker boss whatever when things aren't good do you feel exhausted by them so are you like drained tie tie fucking um what's the word irritable sure it's probably because you're over wow doing your emotional labor wow um yeah i've yeah there's definitely people in my life when i think about them i'm like Ugh. yes the emotional labor Ugh. is uneven there yeah um 
also, are you afraid of stopping this relationship or support with this person because you're afraid of what they might think or feel? So a lot of people are like, well, if I don't do this, they're going to be so hurt. Or if I'm not there for this person. Yeah, there's this thing where I feel like um, I am more emotionally mature. Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. like kind of hold their hand a little bit or like give them space. Right. it's not, you know, they're great. You love this person. They're not, yep. they don't, they're not doing this on purpose, Mm-mm. but it's like, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, don't I deserve to be like working with people who are yeah. at the same level as me? Yeah. And so if you find yourself being like, well, if I tried to confront them or set a boundary, am I too worried about how they might think and feel? You've been conditioned to believe that like their feelings are more important than yours. Uh, another one is my favorite is are they using weaponized incompetence so when you task them with something for instance can you take out the garbage they fuck it up so that they don't have to do it again so i can't this trash can doesn't fucking so weird doesn't do it and last time i took out the trash i did it on a tuesday instead of the thursday when trash actually wasn't you yelled at me so i'm not gonna do it again yeah weaponized incompetence so i never did that those examples but i definitely i think used to performatively be bad at things so people would do things for me that's just smart okay um (laughs) also you're a gay man you're fine yeah um i thought this was really interesting do you see tasks as if you don't do them it's a penalty but if they do it it's a credit so like do you find yourself (gasps) oh my god being like Good job. I need to positively reinforce them so that they keep doing it. But if you don't, it's a penalty against you or like expected of you. Wow. Yeah. 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 I know. I see you like thinking about it. Of course. Um, So a couple steps to reversing this. Number one, stop justifying it to yourself. That is the number one way. Oh, just be aware that it's happening. <sighs> like, stop being like, but, well, maybe I'm not. Or, or like, like, yeah, like, maybe I'm being too hard on them. Yeah, that maybe I'm just being there for them or a good friend. It's like, no, bitch. Stop justifying like, it. Like, you know. You fucking know. Um, realize that it might not be as positive as an attribute as you've been telling yourself it is to be emotionally there for someone Mm. so for a lot of people it's like well this is how i maintain my relationship with my mother or like how i'm able to hang out with this person is like okay but when you really look at it at its core it's like me realizing i've been training myself to be a people pleaser i don't actually fucking enjoy being a people pleaser is like is it actually as positive of an attribute for your friendship, for your relationship, sure. for your family. Like long term. Long term. And another thing to start doing is to actually accept gratitude for your work. So instead of just being like, oh, of course I do that for you. Oh, or yeah, like, like, yeah, duh. It's, it's you're my minimum. boyfriend. Yeah, you're yeah, my yeah. da da da. You like, don't have to thank me. Yeah. So start accepting gratitude for your work. Oh, I like that one. Um, and then another big one was to start setting boundaries. Mm. So boundaries are good if you realize also, too, that this comes into play with um, jobs. So especially if you work in the field of, say, like, um, ooh, shit, my iPad just scrolled into a weird way. Um, so if you work in uh, jobs such as nursing, healthcare, flight attendants, education, retail hospitality service industry stuff is to stop uh equating your identity with your job so like how much does this actually matter yeah to my life oh my god and start doing the bare minimum when i was in service industry and i had to stop i was giving people my genuine energy like mm. my genuine self and i when it was good it was good but when it was bad mm-hmm. it was soul sucking yeah. it absolutely depleted me it made me so bummed and sad and anyway i get that um so setting boundaries are you too tied to your job you can start delegating so there's a really great book i read called essentialism by greg McEwen, which talks about like working harder not smarter so actually someone that like delegates rather than taking it all on themselves like find you have to find a way to break yourself out of that habit of being like well i'd rather just do it so it gets done right yeah rather than actually letting someone else do something and try it and fail without it being like, I'd just rather do it. So it gets done and done. Right. Um, educate yourself. So come into these facts about knowing even about emotional labor so that you can like 
combat someone who says this isn't real like if your partner's like you're just the this person and it's like well it doesn't have to be right um and then obviously reevaluating any relationships that like don't understand your bringing up of that you feel unbalanced in the emotional labor in the relationship um fun fact well these aren't so fun um Latino families have shown the most distance in emotional labor between a man and a woman. So like a husband and a wife, a father and a mother. The mom takes on the most Mm -hmm. and the husband takes on the least. Mm -hmm. In a study shown. And relationships with the least emotional labor disparity is interracial relationships. Interesting. Isn't it? Because they both have to put up with each other's BS. (laughs) Like they're both coming from very different, different places. Backgrounds. So it's like, you got to meet me in the yeah. middle here and yeah. take some of this on yourself. It feels like also there's like a sense of allyship already built into the relationship yeah. against the world. Well, it's against the, yeah, it's them against yeah, the yeah. world. Um, however, despite either of these facts, it is still shown that women give 37% more to emotional and household labors per day than men. <sighs> as he yawns. And they get paid less. And uh, men get... On average, the difference in time is key. Uh, the difference in leisure time is key. On average, men get 49%, excuse me, men get 49 minutes of extra leisure per day compared to women. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all be, y'all be chilling with your balls out. Dude. That's, um. I mean, that's a bummer. I love, though, that you gave tips yeah. for how to, like, spot it. Yeah. But I don't know what exactly... what we can implement like right now besides like killing some some guys i feel like i could probably do another episode on this once i finish this book i'm reading sure because right now i'm in the shits of it where it's just like here's how bad it is this is a not good (laughs) this is a nugget um but hey do you feel like your relationship is unbalanced i don't feel like the emotional labor of this relationship is unbalanced i feel great with you i I never think i don't feel drained at all when i think about you i think very i feel very inspired same find yourself a partner who helps you feel re-energized that inspires you capable willing excited listen like i'm excited when you come to me with a problem i'm like he cares what i think yeah of course So like have more yeah um confidants did you like this episode do you feel exhausted by it what are you gonna do about your emotional labor sound off in the comments sis yeah. zach what do you have to promote um confident bottoms please come to see me live <gasps> where uh, chicago zanies early september but check out my website zachnoitowers.com for tour dates oh my god we have three beds left at our don't panic <gasps> retreat go That's book them so now. exciting you can stay in the room with a friend so it's cheaper for both of you uh so while we have three beds i guess that still means we have like six six spots, spots. i guess cool panicretreat.com <gasps> happening october that 5th through so 9th in malibu i just got a box of for our gift bags our swag bags a box of vibrators and journals <gasps> you know you're doing the brand right when that wow. shows up to your house um and that's it confidants we'll see you next week Bye. Bye.